0: Classes in session. Hey, you doing everybody and welcome to Unlearn 16, Classes in Session. It is December. I forgot what day it was. Guys, I'm a little sleepy. It is December 25th. I am filming this on the 25th of December, 2023. And as you get a little bit older in the years, a little long in the tooth, as they shall say, I guess we start really thinking about past Christmases and people who obviously aren't with us, or or life changes, or we start being a little bit more nostalgic, or heaven help me, I don't know how much more nostalgic I can be, about what was once, it's going to be a long night, ladies and gentlemen, what once was. So I guess I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about nostalgia. I want to talk about, and I apologize for everybody who doesn't celebrate Christmas. I get it. It's not your jam. Whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or you're celebrating Kwanzaa or you're celebrating an Eid, whatever your thing is, please use this as a philosophical application to that thing. Because as everybody understands who listens to me at all, I'm not religious. I attach no religion to this particular holiday. I realize it's Christian, but and culturally speaking, it's inundated in all of our lives, whether you want it to be or not. Here's the thing, though. The thing that I remember the most, and and the funny part is, you remember things... From your own perspective in your own time. So I think a lot of nostalgia, especially for our younger years, comes from the fact that we had no idea whatsoever about what was going on. We had no idea what was going on in the world. We had no idea what was going on, like like those weird family dynamics, who was fighting with who, who was being an ass, who was whatever. We have no idea, for the most part, most of us didn't understand who was stressed about money or... Or, you know, which marriage was on the rocks or, you know, as our older parents and grandparents, who they were missing and and what they didn't speak about. We didn't know any of that because as kids, this was our tunnel vision, right? As kids, we just had a list. This is the present list. I would like all the things off said list. And that's it. And I know it sounds materialistic and it is. But it was also something about, and I know not everybody gets everything off their list, not the point. The point is this. The point is this beautiful moments of family, of... You know, doing things traditionally every single year and you know what's coming and it makes you feel good and it makes you feel stable and it makes you feel grounded. And for little kids, it was just the thing you did. But for adults, what I'm beginning to understand about tradition, because you know how much I like to chuck it, I'm beginning to understand that the tradition that we hold in our families is the thing that makes us feel safe it makes us feel grounded it makes us feel like we have some element of control over what's going on in this insane insane world um and that's why at christmas and that's why at holiday we forget all the family dynamics <laughs> we chuck our boundaries to the wind no matter what that person has done to you over the last Three hundred and some odd days on Christmas, it doesn't matter. Come on in. Did you bring the spinach dip? Did you bring the this? You got that present. You, that's it. That's it. And and I remember moments in my life when I was a kid. Let let me let me recap here. You know, like as a when I was a kid, I was very 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 spoiled. And I don't mean spoiled in the sense I was rotten. I mean spoiled in the sense that my family. Um, we're very we're, we show love through gifts. Listen, Grandma's Grandma Ruby's get my purse is is not made up. It's, it's the foundation. Okay, it, it's a love language. Is it the most healthy? Who the hell knows? I don't know all these other love languages. It, but is it genuine? Yeah, I think all love languages are healthy if they are genuine, and that's the part a lot of people don't like—the whole gift giving thing. Because if it's it's not genuine, you're buying somebody. If it is genuine, it is just the way, the method, the the instrument you have to say that I love you, which is why I talk about Get My Purse. And for those who don't know, my grandma Ruby, who um, she passed in August, her favorite thing to say pretty much was Get My Purse for two reasons. Number one, it showed her to have she liked to be able to give. I think it empowered her. I think it gave her a sense of purpose. It gave her a sense of, I am doing that for them. I am needed. Um, And it was her love language. And it was her love language because she was British and because saying I love you and big hugs weren't necessarily how she was brought up. So my family very much has that, right? And so when I was a kid, listen, I got the Cabbage Patch in 1984, guys. I got it. For those of you don't know, please go look up the insanity that was getting a cabbage patch kid in the 80s, especially that first year. There it there was blood in the streets, guys. There moms dat throwing down in Zellers, in the Bay, in Eaton's, in Toys R oh, Us. It was I mean, it was gladiator to be honest. Um and I got one of those. And I got one of those. Not my mom didn't get me one. My aunt actually got me one, but it was by luck because she, her work got a bunch and she was so happy that they had access cuz I told my mom I wanted one like 2 weeks before Christmas cuz I'm that kind of ass. But in all fairness, um it really did revitalize my fundamental belief in in Santa Claus because I got that that year. You know, but I whether it was strawberry shortcake, the Smurfs I mean and then I oscillated right a little bit of he man, a little bit of a little bit of star all the Star Wars all the Star Wars. my God opening up Star Wars like the Millennium Falcon on Christmas Day and having Ray, my uncle put it together and and, and all of the packaging of all of the action figures. It is so ingrained in who I am, I have a whole wall of it out there. Because there were moments, they signify these these moments of perfection in your memory. Were they perfect? Of course not. But you had no idea. They were perfect to you. And that's why we're very much tied to that. And the older I get, the more that I see this idea of tradition and wanting to bring it back as a sense of, if I bring back tradition, maybe I can, <laughs> maybe I can turn back time. I really miss Cher. She had a great Christmas album, by the way. Go check that out. But if I could turn back time, right? If I if I could reinvigorate this tradition, if I could somehow build it back up, can I turn back and and have that feeling? And the answer, unfortunately, is absolutely not. <laughs> You can't. You can't go back and get that feeling because we know too much now, guys. We know too much. We know in our families who cheated on who, who's leaving who. We know the siblings that are fighting. We know the cousins that aren't speed. We know all of it. It's all it's all honest now. Right. And we're we're supposed to every Christmas forget every horrible thing that's ever been done, you know, throughout and, and sort of bind having this binding force. And I tried to do that for a while because in my, let's say, I don't know, 20s, maybe pushing 30, when I had a bit of money, right? And we had gotten to the stage of picking names. You guys know that. I'm sure most of our, look, times are freaking tough. Most people are at that stage regardless and families get big, right? But we're at that stage of picking names and, and it never sat well with me. And not because I had tons of money, but because... Just getting one thing for one person, it just, to me, being brought up by get my purse Ruby Kadyorsky, it it's, it I was no longer saying I loved you, you know? And so I guess it was in my thirties that I said, you know, I'm going to get something for everybody. Not a big thing. I'm not Rockefeller. Uh, I'm going to get something for everybody. So I started with like getting t-shirts made. Um, I like their favorite movie, or I started with just little things. Like I mean, 20 bucks, right? That was back in the day, $20 could buy you something, but it still can. It still can with some thought to be perfectly honest. It absolutely can. And I tried that and I realized in my own family that was fractioned, um, fractured. It's not a fraction. It's not three over five. With my own family, that was fractured. I mean, my dad's side of the family. My dad passed when I was like twenty-four, and that was, you know, sort of just coming apart at all levels. Um, my my immediately my immediate family here. I have you know Ray that I'm incredibly close to, and his whole family, and my mom. And then we have other parts of our family. It's not as close it's not as close and we try to rein that in right you try and i felt like i felt like i would try and it would never work it would never make me feel good enough it would never make me feel like we bridged that gap and what i eventually started to realize and this is the this is the reality and i guess a little pain of being an actual adult is that tradition is only going to work when everybody believes in it? I know that's kind of very Santa Claus, um, but it's true because if everybody believes it has value, and if everybody believes that that has value in your, and then everybody's going to give to it, and you're gonna you're gonna give as much as you get, and then it's gonna you're gonna feel full. But if you're the only only person. Who's doing it? Not that I'm not the only person in my family, but you understand what I mean. If you're the only person who is doing it, and then those moments make you feel more separate, more alone, more separated, more fractured from the rest of your family, and then you start to really get a picture. Now, this isn't... This Christmas issue is not new, and it's not revelatory. It's just a very clear moment snippet of what the reality of those relationships are and and what the reality of having a healthy boundary looks like and what the reality of maybe not having as big of a family as you once did, maybe not being this Norman Rockwell painting with 50,000 people but having a more close knit family now either blood family or and i'm i'm very much a believer in this because i have friends that are my family that are my family if they called me at any given moment i'd get up i'd drop everything i'd go and that's freaking beautiful i don't mean this to be the christmas podcast that's all depressing it's not it shouldn't be depressing at all what it should signify is this sort of awakening of it is important to have healthy relationships. And those healthy relationships are going to be magnified at the holidays. And if they're not magnified, if they are weights around your neck, if you feel worse after than you did going in, they are not healthy relationships and you do not need them anymore. And the traditions you are forging, the the traditions you are forcing, are actually causing you... More damage than they should right this notion listen I think I'm, a, I'm I'm an optimist right i'm a genuine believer that most people, if they love each other, family by blood or family by choice, can get through almost anything. you can make amends and you can grow and you can fight and you can um, you know struggle and you can get through just about anything. If you both want to. And and I think that's the hard part, right? The hard part is recognizing when whoever else is in the room, whoever else are these people, again, friends, partners, spouses, um, family, if these people aren't willing and don't want to, and don't see the value in it, or and in some cases don't understand how to work on the healing, to work on the growth. Then they, then you have to, you have to make choices to leave with love. I wish you all the best. I hope you and whoever you choose to surround yourself with are going to be you know, incredibly happy, but it's not enough for me. It's not enough for, you know, for a relationship. Now, as we all know, if you guys know me at all, if you've listened to me at all, I stink at it. I am horrible at it. And to be honest, for myself, I probably never do it. To be honest, people, there have been many people in my world who have been able to say and do pretty gross horrible things to me and I'll excuse it I'll psychoanalyze it I'll I'll hear an apology I'll let it go I'll I'll, I'll talk about it to death so that I feel better and then I can forgive again and again and again and again but however I have gotten to a place, and I've been in this place for a very long time, that if you hurt and come at or, or somehow emotionally chip away at the people that I love, that I hold most dear, that are closest in my world, I will be done. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that we're much easier to let go and, and draw lines for watching people do bad things to people we love that, that are far less than what those individuals could have done to you. Isn't it interesting? I think it's fascinating. You know, And, and all of this being said, I just sat around Christmas Eve with my family. You know, and and I'm spending this week with more of my family that we're going to, you know, just sort of my extended family and my friends and 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 I felt in that room more love, more acceptance, more comfort, more peace, I not an iota, not a drop, not an inkling of anxiety or stress, or what if they're not having a good time? Or what did somebody say something and nobody said anything? What was that? Did they really like that gift or were they just nothing, nothing. That Christmas was the like just this beautiful sense of peace. And I had that last year. I remember having that last year with my family and not being able to articulate it. I remember sitting around like last year was my grandma's last Christmas. And I remember, and it was perfect. If if she had to have a last Christmas and we all know, I wish she didn't. Last Christmas was perfect because number one, the, she had this whole world of the internet who knew her and loved her and sent her gifts. And she's, she was just so emotionally touched by that. But but I think she truly felt loved and calm and secure, just like we all did. Now, we switched up Christmas a bit for my grandma because my grandma never, 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 never could get up early in the morning. So as kids, it was torment. But she mot- she managed, right? But as we all got older, she'd just be like, you know, let me sleep in. let me. So we kind of switched everything to Christmas Eve outside of the Santa stuff. Obviously, that she's going to have to get up for that. But you know, she, we would do some stuff on Christmas Eve and there was a peace and, and a giddiness and a, and a, you know, you put white Christmas on TV and a, and a love there that is so incredibly, um, important and, and beautiful, but, but that beauty becomes much more bright and much more powerful if you've let's say you know wiped off the lights and moved the brush and and cleared the way to actually have that as amazing as it could be you know today my mom and i like, like my whole family was here last night and and anna goes to her mom's and i'll follow soon thereafter but i spend a little bit of time with my mom now and we went to the casino today, uh, and why? Well, because her and my grandma used to do it back in the day when when they were just by themselves later on Christmas Day. And so my mom and I did that, and there was something again, kind of funny because we were laughing. They we were in casino on Christmas, but um, okay, it's a day, and it's kind of funny, and the tradition, the idea that we have that kind of um, relationship. Where, you know, you take a little bit of money out of the bank, you spend time together, you laugh, you, we lost money, let's be honest. Um, we, we laugh, we, we connect with other people a little bit. It was, it was beautiful. And you also start to recognize it doesn't matter where you are, right? It doesn't matter whose house you're at. It doesn't matter what food you're eating. It really, it, that is really like a distant second in that capacity. So I've been trapped a lot less by nostalgia. Don't get me wrong. I still want all the toys. If anybody has any vintage Smurfs, please hit me up from the 80s. Um, But as for the dynamic, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that anymore. I need things that are real and authentic and beautiful I need people to be able to be honest and put it on the table. And, and that is so incredibly powerful coming to that. And I can't believe I haven't had it for as long as I haven't had it, you know, and again, I say, it doesn't need to be blood. It can be people that, that you have, cho- you guys have chosen each other. In fact, I almost find that more powerful, right? Blood, you're bound together by obligation in some sense. Friends, you're not. You're not. That's a choice. And that's a, com- that's a commitment. And that's this beautiful thing that you've managed to build. And it's incredible to me. Absolutely incredible. So we're rolling into the new year. Do I have any New Year's resolutions? Don't be ridiculous. Stop it. Stop it with the New Year's resolutions. I think they're absolutely... You want to change your life. You want to do something different. For the love of God, it is December 26th when you're listening to it. Do it today. Stop it. Do I like New Year's parties? No, no, I don't. Again, people that are way too intoxicated, making stupid stupid promises and, and changing their... Stop it. I don't like any of it. I don't, I've always found New Year's Eve to be the possibly the most pretentious holiday of them all. having said that, my wife to be loves it, and so I will spend it with her and her family because they like it they they see some value in it, I'd like to be with her for it because she sees value in it. So I think that's important. But as for everything else any changes you want to make, anything you want to do in your world that's going to make you stronger, more authentic, more powerful, that's going to make you be able to reach for what you want to do and who you want to be, do it now. Shut the podcast. Don't even listen to the end. Go do it now. I don't care what it is, but you don't need to wait until January 1st. There's no deadline on that. Now as for nostalgia, it's not bad looking back. It's not beautiful. I tell so many stories of looking back. They are beautiful, amazing, funny memories that everybody should be able to look back to. However, let us not elevate nostalgia for perfection. Let us remember that we were younger We were less intelligent and less aware of everything going on at that moment. That's why that moment brought us so much peace. Unless you're some kind of brilliant, sort of peaceful entity that had your life and had your inner metaphysics figured out at 22. If you are that person, please contact me. I have some questions for you. But if you're not, and if you're like the rest of us, and you need life to knock you on your ass a few times, (laughs) <laughs> to really rake, you know, take out the leg as the end of karate kid would have it. We need that. Sweep the leg. We need the we need we need our leg to be swept in order to fall on our butt so hard Mr. Miyagi. Right? in order to get back up, in order to recognize a little bit more, because I don't think you can do that with nothing else. And I had this conversation with my mom. My mom's been feeling great. So my mom went through cancer treatment. She had her bladder removed, a hysterectomy. She's had a lot of arthritic pain. She has no METs, but the immunotherapy sort of amped up her arthritis. And she was going through a lot of pain and now she's on some meds. And Anyway, she goes, you know, I'm, I feel so much better and we're out doing all these things. And she knows these meds are going to have to change. And she... She goes, "But I feel like I could have been a better person." This is fascinating to me. I want you to listen to this cuz she she every once in a while my mom drops some wisdom on me where I'm like grounded. I could have been a better person." I said, "What do you mean by that?" She goes, "Well, when grandma was alive, I could have been a better daughter to her. Had I understood the kind of because my grandma had horrible arthritis, the kind of arthritic pain that she suffered from. I could have been a better person. Had I had cancer before, I could have been a better nurse and understood what my patients were going through and maybe what more things they wanted to hear at different times. I could have been more empathetic because I would have sat on the other side of that table. I could have just been a more grateful individual because when you have pain and then don't have pain, your gratefulness shoots up because you get the divergence, right? You get the excess, what it feels like to live with it. And, and when, it, when it's when it gone, what that feels like. And she sort of struck a chord in me that I think is incredibly important. And I am thankful for everything I've gone through, no matter how crappy it was. If we don't feel the bad, if we don't go through the horrible, if we don't feel the pain, whether it's physical or psychological or emotional or whatever, if we don't go through those lows, we don't know when we're in the high. We don't know when it's beautiful. We can't recognize that those moments of beauty and those those moments of holy crap, I've got it. I I have life right now. We can't empathize. We can't relate. We help less. We reach out our hands less because we haven't been through it. So for everybody who's trying to stamp out pain in the world, I get it. I hate, I mean, who wants that? But there's also this incredibly powerful thing that people who go through pain, and again, no matter what kind, people that go through pain and that go through hardship and are able to come out the other end and sort of and step into a different position, they step into superhero status because they because of their lived experience. They now understand and can empathize and they can change the world like a freaking superhero. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And that's why when kids come to me and they're like, oh, I hate this because I'm just, you know, I'm going, I have dyslexia. It's horrible. It's, uh, or I hate this. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious all the time. Or I have this LD or I'm whatever, or nobody likes nobody. All of these horrible things that we have to traverse, I look at them and I say, that's going to be your thing. You're going to overcome this thing. And you are going to become a freaking superhero in this world because you are going to be able to see other people struggling and other people going through that hardship. Give your hand out and help them up. That's it. That's it. So it's not about eliminating pain and hardship. It's about traversing through it Coming out on the other side and using what you've been through and understanding that what you've been through is the the key, is the magic, is this piece of you know clarity that nobody else on the planet is going to have but you. So when you see somebody on the street who is struggling with the same thing, you're their safe haven. You are the person that lifts them up. Talks them through it. You are the one who lightens that load, you know. And and I think Grandma Ruby really taught me that this year, you know. Not because I can get her back, (laughs) not because, not because I, you know, I feel that lessons are learned in death. Because I think, oh, to hell with that. But I do think this. I think she taught me how much empathy and humor and um, how much soul she had to offer this world. And so when I go and work with, you know, and, and reach out to the seniors home, or I go try to work with other people who are seniors and senior centers, what I want in that is to understand that and, and to bring an awareness, I have something to offer that they might need. I can paint their wall, I can carry in groceries, I can you know take their cat to the vet, whatever it is. I can these are the things that I can do and what and and the things that they have to offer, their stories, their insight, their perspective are powerful and they still have purpose. because i think that's all my grandma ever wanted and i think that's all people want is to feel and to know that they have purpose yes that they are loved but but they have something uh, they have something that they are giving they have an energy that is important and that is needed and that people want to listen to and that's what she taught me because in the in the end, spending time with her and telling her the same 50 stories or listening to her tell me the same stories, it had nothing to do with the story being told. It had everything to do with me respecting and listening and being a part of her energy. So choose your people wisely. And when you find people that are loving, that are empathetic, that if you're going through hell, they're going to go with you. Hold on to them tightly and make sure you give as much as you possibly can and everything gets lighter. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope you had a great time with your friends and your family. I hope you are feeling loved and powerful. And on that note, I will see you next Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat station. Dismissed.